Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Virginia's governor will lead an event tomorrow demanding that the new facility go to his state. We'll get a live update from WTOP's John Doman at 515. Jurors hear the 911 call of a girl shot and killed by her mother, Arneel Augenstein. The Dow is down 58. NASDAQ is up 45. WTOP at 5 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Steele. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Breonna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, says she feels a sense of justice in hearing the Department of Justice confirm the Louisville Police Department had a pattern of violating people's constitutional rights. But it's still tough. Heartbreak all over again. Officers killed Taylor in 2020. Louisville Mayor Craig Greenberg. The chief and I and our entire teams will do everything possible and everything necessary to correct the mistakes of the past and heal the wounds they've left in our community. There is new action in Memphis. Here's CBS's Steve Kathan. The Memphis City Council's approved new police reforms two months after the death of Tyree Nichols, just days after his beating by police. They include more reviews of police training and excessive force cases, and they require officers to use only marked vehicles for routine traffic stops. Council Vice Chairman J.B. Smiley. We have a ways to go when we talk about reforming police culture, but I am elated to see that the council members did what was right. The release of additional video of the beating has been delayed. Congress debated the origins of COVID today. Journalist Nicholas Wade. When the epidemic first broke out in December 2019, natural origin and lab leak were two equally reasonable explanations. But if the virus had emerged naturally, it should have left many telltale signs in the environment. Some speculate it started as a lab leak. Meantime, the Senate Intelligence Committee discussed worldwide threats. Florida Republican Marco Rubio. Those threats, there are no shortage of them. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, global terrorism, narco-terrorists operating just right off and across our border and even in the homeland. Senators also discuss artificial intelligence and the dangers of TikTok. Rain in California could cause dangerous floods soon as it starts to melt record snow. I feel very trapped back here, and I just don't know what else to do. This man lives in the northern California town of Sierra Village. I'm starting to run out of food. Most of the basics I'm out of. Progress is being made. Most people have been able to get out. But in the forecast, more problems. Heavy rain, which officials say could melt the snow and cause dangerous flooding. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is celebrating International Women's Day. The top three positions that run the city of New York are women. First woman firefighter commissioner, first woman uh, police commissioner. A woman is running the Department of Sanitation to keep our streets clean, our streets safe. And he says the city is committed to even more inclusion and breaking down barriers. This is CBS News. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance. It's 5.03 on WTOP on this Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. Sunny skies, but still pretty windy. We're sitting at 53 in D.C. Good afternoon. 
I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Nick Ainelli. The top local story we're following this hour, the issue of rising crime in the nation's capital is front and center before the U.S. Senate right now. Lawmakers from both parties plan to vote for a disapproval resolution that would scrap new criminal sentencing guidelines recently passed by the D.C. Council. WTOP's Mitchell Miller on Capitol Hill. Virginia Democratic Senator Tim Kaine says the D.C. Council may not have seen this coming when it approved the new criminal code, but he's not surprised. Frankly, Republicans would try to take something up to paint Dems or force Dems to decide if they're tough on crime or soft on crime. It was predictable. Kane, who supports D.C. statehood, says he'll still join Republicans in voting to block the bill. He notes that the mayor and the council are still working out differences over the lightening of penalties for various crimes, which have been sharply criticized by GOP lawmakers. President Biden has said he will not veto the bill, which is expected to pass easily with bipartisan support. On Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. Meantime, protesters took to the streets outside the Capitol complex today, calling for senators not to meddle in the city's affairs. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton tells the crowd the nation's capital is being robbed of its right to govern itself. What is happening in Congress is undemocratic. None of the 535 voting members of Congress were elected by D.C. residents. None of them are accountable to D.C. residents. Well, Capitol Police say they took more than a dozen people into custody for blocking traffic. One person was arrested for vandalism. The battle between Maryland and Virginia to land a new FBI headquarters is coming right down to the wire. Today, Maryland leaders met with the General Services Administration pitching two sites in Prince George's County. The delegation, including County Executive Angela Alsobrooks and Governor Wes Moore, argued in favor of Greenbelt or Landover. And we are certain that bringing the FBI to Maryland is the right choice. It's the right choice in terms of timeline and cost. It's the right choice in terms of transportation. It's the right choice on advancing the FBI's mission. And it's the right choice... On equity. Tomorrow, Virginia officials, including the governor and members of Congress, get their chance before the General Services Administration to highlight a site in Springfield. They say it's conveniently close to the FBI Academy at Quantico. A move from the current building in D.C. has been in the works for more than 10 years. We'll go deeper on this issue with WTOP's John Doman in a few minutes at 5.15. 5.06, breathtaking testimony in the first day of the Fairfax County murder trial of Veronica Youngblood. She's charged with shooting and killing her two daughters in their McLean apartment back in 2018. Here in circuit court, jurors heard the 911 call from Veronica Youngblood's 15-year-old daughter, Sharon, after she'd been shot twice. Struggling to breathe and begging for help, she told the 911 dispatcher that her mother had shot her. The call taker reassured the girl that help was on the way and encouraged her to keep breathing. Jurors heard the sound of the front door being broken down. She was rushed to the hospital where she died. Her lawyers said young blood has endured a long history of abuse and trauma. They asked she be found not guilty by reason of insanity. In Fairfax, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. Students should not be allowed to use smartphones in school. That's the recommendation a school health advisory board made to the Arlington School Board earlier this year. A county spokesman tells WTOP three schools there currently have a policy where students' phones are locked away at the start of each day and given back to them when classes are dismissed. Fairfax County Schools recently changed its cell phone policy, banning them in most places on campuses. Arlington now reports school board members have mixed opinions on the possibility of a total ban. The appetite for locally grown fresh food is big. 
But what about the supply of people to grow that food? Christina Bostic with Montgomery Countryside Alliance says when the supply chain for fresh food was interrupted due to COVID, people went straight to the source asking, Excuse me, you know, can we buy a chicken from you? Just coming unannounced down these rural driveways. But growing farmers in Montgomery County is a challenge. So the Countryside Alliance and the Office of Agriculture have created a guide for new farmers targeting a growing segment those who happen to be black, indigenous, and people of color. Nian Yamwea says the guide includes links to things like the training that helped her get a start. The great thing is we have a great market in the D.C. area and all types of folks looking for all types of different local foods. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather. Virginia Habitat for Humanity gets a solar grant. I'm Jeff Glabel. 508. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Weather on the 8th and when it breaks with Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Crashes from last hour in Virginia on 66 cleared. Westbound traffic remains heavier than you were hoping for, but the lanes remain open for now out into Manassas. Lots of crashes on the Beltway so far today. Interloop before Route 7. One crash was moved to the right shoulder. Then someone crashed into the crash responders and they had to reblock the right lane. And the uh, struggle continues on the Beltway leaving Virginia into Maryland to Montgomery County on the Interloop. Very slow from Tyson's onto the 270 spur northbound on 270 at Montrose Road. A crash there blocks the right lanes. From Springfield through Alexandria on the outer loop, it's quite slow into Prince George's County because of a crash on the outer loop between the Temple Hill Road overpass and the Branch Avenue exit on the far right. On the inner loop on the Wilson Bridge in the local lanes, police were blocking the right local lane on the inner loop on the draw span. And back in Montgomery County on the outer loop of the beltway between Georgia and Connecticut Avenue, it is way too slow, so we're likely going to have to start talking about a new incident on the curve near the temple. It is not in camera and there's no information available on it yet. And I should also mention off the outer loop to go northbound on 270, in addition to the crash at Montrose Road, there's been a secondary crash in the backup just north of Old Georgetown Road near Rockledge Drive. 95 Baltimore-Washington Parkway better between the beltways compared to last hour. The work zone and a minor crash cleared on both. And Route 50, traffic's moving well from Bowie toward the Bay Bridge. Traffic brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans and their families. The members of the mission learn more at NavyFederal.org. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Mike Stineford. We're going to hold on to fair skies for the next several hours. Still rather breezy at times. Later tonight, clear skies. The winds will gradually die down. Going to be a cold night. Lows will be in the 20 suburbs, low to mid-30s in the district. Lots of sunshine on Thursday and the winds will be much lighter. Look for a high in the low to mid-50s. Rain on Friday could be mixed with some wet snow in the morning hours, mainly north and west. No snow accumulation. Highs 40 to 45. A chance of some rain or wet snow early on Saturday. The mostly cloudy and breezy. Highs low to mid-40s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinnerford. It's 50 degrees in Gaithersburg, 52 in Arlington, and 49 outside of our studios. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. WTOP at 510. We've got money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's get to Jeff Claybaugh. There are still millions of unfilled jobs, but the number of job openings did fall in January to about 10.8 million. The labor department says the number of Americans who voluntarily quit fell to fewer than 4 million. That's the lowest since May of 21. Salad chain Chopped likes the D.C. area. It's opening at Cabin John Village in Potomac, its 14th D.C. location. In fact, the first Chopped outside of New York City 
opening D.C.'s Penn Quarter in 2007. Habitat for Humanity houses in Virginia are starting to get solar power. The first just installed by Fauquier Habitat on a house in Warrington. A $500,000 grant from the American Institute of Architects could cover solar on 80 habitat houses in Virginia. The Dow finished the day down just 58 points. The S&P 500 up 6. The Nasdaq up 46. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Money News sponsored by the leading doctors of Chesapeake Urology. Don't let prostate cancer sideline you. Talk to Chesapeake Urology about getting screened. Visit ChesapeakeUrology.com or call 240-384-3880. Now in Prince George's County, including National Harbor. Coming up on WTOP, Maryland and Virginia are battling harder than ever to convince the federal government to build the new FBI headquarters in their states. We'll get a live update from WTOP's John Doman, who was at a Maryland event today, and we'll be covering the Virginia event tomorrow. It's 512. Whoa, this Maryland Lottery 50-year scratch-off has a $5 million top prize. Wait, what? $5 million? Yep. See? $5 mil. That can't be right. It is unusually big. I mean, what? or two million i get that but five million come on it's hard to believe it's crazy is what it is crazy good though believe it the new 50 years scratch off really does have a five million dollar top prize the largest scratch off top prize in maryland lottery history so go for it and please play responsibly when you hire your local serta pro painters you get the power of a cut above Decades of expertise to transform your home from so-so to virtuoso. The power of neighborhood painters. We live where you live and probably like the same pizza place you do. Put the power of pro to work for you today. Get your project started at certapro.com. Each CertiPro Painter's business is independently owned and operated. Hi, guys. It's Mark. Are you struggling with ED? Did you know that a major medical breakthrough is now available and it isn't a pill? Today, Wednesday, March 8th, we're running a one-day special you won't want to miss out on. Monument Medical Clinic uses the most powerful form of wave therapy. This is a technology clinically shown to repair blood vessels and improve blood flow. It's backed by 60 clinical studies, including from Cambridge. If you're ready to regain that spark in the bedroom, today is your day. Call us now and you'll qualify for the assessment and ultrasound totally free. You'll also get a gift that can produce rapid and powerful results in the bedroom in minutes. You're going to love that one, guys. Trust me. And today only, we're offering five tune-up treatments to our patients free. This is an unprecedented offer worth hundreds of dollars, but call today and qualify totally free. Call 202-908-5555. That's 202-908-5555. Guys, put a stop to your ED and get your life back. Call Monument Medical Clinic now to qualify. This offer ends today, Wednesday. 202-908-5555. Coming up, breaking news in the world of men's college basketball. That's in sports in 10 minutes on WTOP. Thompson Creek Window Company designs, builds, and installs replacement windows that are built specifically for our climate. Without the middleman markup, you get high-quality windows at an affordable price direct from their local factory. It's our biggest sale of the year with 25% off all windows and doors, plus no interest until October 2024. Save even more with new tax credits from the government. See Thompson Creek.com for details. Call 855 57 today. underpins countless mission-critical applications across government agencies, and it's your duty to protect and securely access that vital data from anywhere. MongoDB's purpose-built cloud data platform, Atlas for Government, is now FedRAMP moderate. 
Authorized and available on AWS GovCloud. Accelerate and simplify time to mission with the ideal solution for building modern data applications. Break down silos, control costs, and scale with ease, all in a secure environment. Learn more at mongodb.com slash atlas for gov. Everything you need, every time you listen. WTOP News. It's 515. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Nick Ainelli. Thanks for being with us. Both Maryland and Virginia leaders are fighting hard to convince the federal government to build the new FBI headquarters in their states. Today, Maryland Governor Wes Moore held a meeting with the GSA to promote Greenbelt and Landover. Maryland is the best possible site for the FBI on every single criteria that they laid out. And any reasonable person will look at our candidacy and understand its strength. Tomorrow morning, Virginia's governor will lead a group of politicians in doing the same. They're pushing for Springfield as the new FBI site. WTOP's John Doman covered today's event in Maryland, and he's going to do the same thing tomorrow with Virginia. So, John, what is the most compelling argument the Maryland team had for Greenbelt and Landover? Hey, guys, so Maryland points mostly to two things. It'll cost much both sites there are about as ready as you can be for shovels to get going, and also about equity. On his first day in office, President Biden signed an executive order stressing improving equity by considering where federal resources haven't been spread before and then steering future resources to those places. Governor Westmore calls it a legacy-defining project for the president, and that essentially this is a chance to put the words of that executive order into action. Prince George's County says there's about a more than $300 billion difference in what gets spent in Fairfax, the second wealthiest county in America, they also point out. And they say Virginia's claims that Springfield would see greater equity is insulting, and that Virginia is trying to argue diversity is the same thing as equity. Well, John, we heard the Maryland folks say their site would be $1 billion cheaper than building in Virginia. Uh, What details do we have that proves that? So the idea is that the Springfield site has buildings that need to move things out of. Some of it may be rather on the sensitive side of things with uh, certain agencies, and that the buildings themselves then need to be torn down, and then you know basically you start from scratch from there. Virginia lawmakers have been sending emails out all day long trying to poke holes in the Maryland arguments, and in this particular case, they say that the money has already been allocated by Congress to make that move, and that it'll happen even if the FBI does decide to go to Maryland, so that the billion-dollar figure is exaggerated. The money's there. It's already going to happen. And, John, quickly, if you could, uh, tomorrow is going to be a similar event with Virginia leaders. What do you expect to come from that? Well, so there's belief that uh, the FBI wants to end up in Virginia. Originally, the Bureau wanted to make proximity to Quantico 50% of the scoring. Virginia's also said that proximity to the CIN Pentagon should also matter in this debate. Maryland says if cyber is such a big focus for the FBI in the future, being close to NSA and Howard County should matter. I guess the really interesting thing now is, well, everyone in Maryland was led to believe today the scoring system put in place about six months ago is not set in stone, in the words of Governor Westmore. So if the criteria used to grade these sites is adjusted again, well, I, I think you know the outcome is – I think a lot more up in the air than a lot of people were starting to think uh, going into this here. All right. Looking forward to your reporting on that tomorrow. WTOP's John Doman. A look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. The Senate is nearing a vote to block a controversial local D.C. crime bill. WTOP's Mitchell Miller is standing by for the latest. President Biden unveils his new budget plan tomorrow with an emphasis on protecting Social Security and Medicare and a raise for federal workers. And keep it here for full details in these stories in the minutes ahead. 
Traffic and weather on the 8th with Dave Dildine. It is Crash City on the Beltway and I-270 in Montgomery County on the outer loop between Georgia and Connecticut Avenue. All traffic on the outer loop was brought to a stop for a few minutes near the Temple at a crash. A few minutes ago, some traffic, though, started getting by to the left very slowly past first responders. Off the outer loop northbound on 270 near Old Georgetown Road, a crash in the backup caused by another crash farther north at Montrose Road. Several damaged there in the main lanes. Police on scene. Three right lanes blocked by the initial response. Local lanes are both open. Back on the Beltway. Super slow on the south side from Alexandria into Oxon Hill. On the outer loop before Branch Avenue, the crash there should now be mostly on the right shoulder. But they had the right lane blocked for a while. On the Interloop, very slow coming out of Oxon Hill onto the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. In the local lanes, police are wrapping up. They have just, and I mean just, reopened that right local lane. But uh, that really backed up traffic on I-295 southbound. In fact, delays start back at the 11th Street Bridge in D.C. 395 will take a hit from this near the 14th Street Bridge as more drivers go that way. It is just volume through southwest. In northwest in Tenley Town, caller says the signals at Tenley Circle on Wisconsin Avenue are on flash yet again. It happens about once a month and as such, today this afternoon, it's going to be slow getting in and out of Tenley Town on Wisconsin Avenue and Nebraska Avenue. Salvation Army clients are lucky to have great support for the local community. Donate $25 a month and help a family in need. Visit SalvationArmyNCA.com The Salvation Army doing the most good. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. All right, let's get back to Storm Team 4. We've got Mike Stenniford. Uh, Mike, uh, certainly a pretty windy the last couple of days. Uh, or what are we looking for for tonight? Is it going to back off for us? It is. Yeah, high pressure is going to build in, and tonight and tomorrow look better. It'll be clear tonight. The winds will gradually die down. And that does mean a cold night. Much there is going to fall into the 20s overnight, some low to mid-30s near the district. Nice day tomorrow. A good deal of sunshine, and the winds will be much lighter, so our highs in the low to mid-50s will feel fairly pleasant. Not going to be a great day on Friday. A cold rain rolls in during the morning hours. If it gets here early enough, we could see some wet snow north and west, and I don't think we'll see much of any snow accumulation. Certainly no travel issues. Highs from 40 to 45. Could be some wet snow again Friday night. They'll end before sunrise on Saturday. And Saturday will be a mostly cloudy, breezy, and a chilly day. Highs low to mid-40s. And then partly cloudy and warmer by Sunday as we get up to a high near 50. Right now, Camp Springs 50, Manassas 52. And Nick and Sean, we've got a temperature of 52 at Reagan National. And the forecast is brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Well, coming up here on WTOP, the latest on a family who saw their family member killed by a D.C. police officer a couple of years ago. It's 522. Ah, that's the sound of knowing you've got a free ride home guaranteed. If you like carpooling or vanpool, but worry about getting stuck at the office, relax. With Commuter Connections, you can get a free ride home for unexpected emergencies or unscheduled overtime, even if you're commuting just a few times a week. All free. Register or renew today for free at commuterconnections.org or call 800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Here's a highlight from Eric Tapp, Senior Executive for Business Development for the Defense Division at GDIT, on the discussion Mission Partner Environments from the series Enabling JAD C2, sponsored by GDIT. There's a couple of really basic components that change the game for the Mission Partner Networking and Mission Partner Sharing. It's data tagging. 
It's the identity management. And then there's the policy, the digital access control policy. JADC2 is key to delivering information advantage. The success of JADC2 depends on enabling technologies such as Mission Partner Environments, or MPEs. That's why GDIT is envisioning and developing next-generation MPEs. We're leveraging our decades of support for these essential environments to build robust and secure MPEs that make vital data and information seamlessly available to warfighters, enabling them to sense, make sense, and act at the speed of operations. To learn more, visit GDIT.com slash MPE. This is WTOP News. It's 523. Hours after learning a grand jury indicted a D.C. police sergeant on charges of shooting and killing her cousin, Lashana Gilmore and her family say they're finally able to speak about his memory. 27-year-old Antoine Gilmore's life ended in August of 2021. WTOP's Making Clarity brings you up to date. It's been devastating to go through holidays that we would normally spend together. Lashana Gilmore was Antoine Gilmore's cousin and confidant, still feeling the pain of his killing in August 2021. His nephew not being able to play football, not being able to see him, him not being able to call and say, hey, you cooked anything. Like, it's been hard because he's the ray of sunshine for our family. Prosecutors say when officers found Gilmore sleeping in his car with a gun in his waistband, they woke him up. When he tried to drive away, charging documents say Sergeant Ennis Jevrick shot Gilmore 10 times. A magistrate judge released the 14-year D.C. police veteran until his next hearing. He's charged with secondary murder and a federal civil rights violation. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. We are learning more details now about a deadly crash involving a wise high school student in Upper Marlboro yesterday. Police say the car the student was riding in was going north on Ritchie Marlboro Road. The car tried to pass a vehicle, then crashed into the back of a landscaping trailer that was parked. The 18-year-old woman who was in the passenger seat died at the scene. The driver, an 18-year-old man, was taken to a hospital. No word yet on how severe his injuries are. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 525, George Wallace is here. He promised us breaking college basketball news, and he's got this grin on his face. Uh, this sounds juicy. I promise I'm, I'll deliver if I okay. promise. College. This is pretty big. After yeah. 47 seasons, Jim Beheim will not be back. As head coach oh, at Syracuse. He official. is retiring. Yes, we heard earlier today after his loss to Wake Forest that he was kind of hinting at it, said he gave his retirement speech last week, but nobody picked up on it, but then said it was at the hands of the, um, the university to decide whether or not he will be back. Well, he is retiring, and uh, Adrian Autry will succeed him, former Syracuse player and associate head coach. So after 47 seasons, Jim Beheim will not be back as head coach of Syracuse. His official coaching record, 1,015 wins. 441 losses mm. over his career. 35 trips to the NCAA tournament, Final Four, uh, and four of those trips in the national title in 2003. So, in the last two years, college basketball has now lost Coach K, Roy Williams, Jim Beheim, and Jay Wright. My gosh. That's pretty good Mount Rushmore type that, of uh, certainly the tree there. Modern day, that's for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Combined to win 11 NCAA titles. Uh, George Mason, a win earlier today in the A-10 tournament uh, over uh, UMass as uh, uh, in the A-10. Then George Washington in action this afternoon uh, against St. Joe's, leading 21-10 about midway through the first half. Georgetown Villanova still to come tonight. Howard, South Carolina State as well. Again, Jim Beheim retiring from Syracuse after 47 seasons. George Wallace, WTOB Sports. Thank you, George. Up ahead after traffic and weather, is it getting tough on crime or meddling in the affairs of D.C. residents? 